Hey, pull up a chair. Tax on Tap with David Axelrod and Mike Murphy. Well, here we are in beautiful Southern California, both in the same place, in the middle of the damn night, because we love You're thinner people. than I thought, actually. <laughs> exactly. It's the, it's the dim light here in the Axelrod command bunker near CNN, where you were part of the team. I was over at MSNBC trashing your coverage. And now here we both are to talk about the great, the amazing uh, last debate of the year. Yeah. What do you think? I, I actually... Thought it, it it was the best debate. Uh, In a lot of, of ways, here. I agree. I mean, first of all, there's. I think we've now proven the fact that seven on a stage is better than twelve. Absolutely. Uh, and you know, it actually there was some room to breathe there, and everybody, uh, everybody got time. And I actually think everybody probably got something out of it. Uh, the most uh, probably is Joe Biden. Totally who agree. Had his best. He saved his best debate for the last debate of the year. And just in time when he could use that spark. You know, he, uh, he, he's been durable. We've talked about that. But I thought if we, if we either see more of this Biden going forward, where he was crisp and on it, or we'd had more of this Biden before, he'd be in a stronger situation. So we'll see. Or will we yeah. be back to stumble Joe? I mean, the question is whether he has found his groove yeah. or whether he's in and out. Yeah. And we don't know. But I'll tell you, it wasn't just... The fact that he was crisp and he uh, seemed uh, comfortable up there, but tonally, mm-hmm. you know, he seen he was good. Um, that the answer on why you know we needed consensus was probably his best moment, mm-hmm. uh, not just in the debate, maybe his best moment of the campaign. Uh, l- let's listen to that. I refuse to accept the notion, as some on this stage do, that we can never, never get to a place where we have cooperation again. If that's the case, we're dead as a country. We need to be able to reach consensus. And if anyone has reason to be angry with the Republicans and not want to cooperate, it's me, the way they've attacked me and my son and my family. I have no, no, no love. But the fact is, we have to, we have to be able to get things done. And when we can't convince them, we go out and beat them like we did in the 2018 election in red states and in purple states. Just the way he referred to, uh, you know, he, it was a great way to get into the debate. The fact that Trump basically is being impeached for trying to slime Biden. Right. And, you know, I think everybody can do the calculation. Well, if Trump would went to these lengths to try and stop Biden. So that was just a side benefit of this. Yeah, but he finally cashed that chip. Yeah. You know, that spring has been wound up for a while, and you could just tell by the way the audience lit up that they they want to see him say that. So, yeah, yeah I also thought he had— And by the way, we should say, just as yeah. guys who do this stuff or have done this stuff, it was a totally called play. He knew he wanted to do that. Yeah. He knew that, that it would come up. I mean, it was very elegantly done. But yeah, he, he was loaded, which meant he's taking his debate prep seriously, which I don't think was the case at the beginning. I mean, it's or else he just wasn't absorbing it. Right, right. Yeah, that's half the key, as you know. is not. It's not giving them the material. It's getting them to believe the material so they can go out and sell it. And I also thought he had a vibe of confidence 
that we really haven't seen before from Biden. He slowed down a little bit. Yes. He 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 was kind of what, what in the world of actors, he was present in the scene, yes. kind of feeling it rather than in his own He head, looked like, like he belonged in the middle up. of the stage there, yeah, which yeah, is the yeah. first time you'd say yeah, that. Totally, totally. It was he was like a front runner. Yeah. I, I would also give uh, Well, before we be, yeah. be, before we leave Biden, my theory here is that we're getting close to the 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 actual voting forty forty six days now to the Iowa caucuses, and uh, I think one of the things the impeachment has done is it has raised the stakes on Trump and picking the right person and so on. I think all of these things may drive people to make, uh, you know, to, to they may it may drive people to safety and Biden theoretically is safety, but the thing that was nagging people was performance. Right, totally. Like, is he really safe, or can he, and can he handle it? Yeah. And and that's why this was a big thing, I think. Well, he had the safe brand on paper, and then he screwed it up for months by looking like the, you know, like a drunk great Walenda, always almost falling <laughs> off the wire. Now, I've been short Biden the whole time. I like him. Uh, and I think in a general, he'd be okay. But I, my gut has been he won't make it to the nomination. And we'll see, because what I saw tonight, I'm starting to think he could if he can sustain it. And if you, you know, revert to mean, normal for Biden, he won't sustain it. But we'll see. This will be the test of Well, him. you know, I think we'll know early, right? Yeah, We're going to yeah. know early in the campaign, in the actual season, because I think if Joe Biden finishes, and maybe we said this before, but, you know, if he can, man- he, is, he is diabolically lowered expectations so dramatically <laughs> here that if he just finishes close to uh, first in Iowa. Yeah, top even two. Even if he doesn't, yeah. I mean, I think that he will be well on his way to being the nominee. The, the danger zone for him is if he drops to fourth and fifth or there and in New Hampshire, as you yeah. point out, you can't be Superman and, uh, you know. Not lift up and, a locomotive. Exactly. They, but I, he's to the point where he can survive second now in Iowa, which wasn't true at the beginning. Right. But he better have a pretty solid New Hampshire. Yeah. Uh, and, and he can keep promising that he'll land in South Carolina. He's got it in his pocket. But I think that very well could disintegrate if loser is the story out of those two. But if, but he's got his expectations so low. If there's a time for Biden to get good, it's right now. And step one was tonight. We'll see so, if there's a step two. So let's talk about lanes. Mm-hmm. Because in his lane, you've got uh, Pete Buttigieg. Right. Who uh, has obviously had a, a good couple of months. Very you know, good. Yeah. Uh, in the aggregate, in the lead, in and and you can tell by the fact that Amy, among others, tried to rip his face off and Warren, because you know that's your graduation present for yeah. officially being the person they think is exactly, ahead of them. Yes, yeah, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Here's your blackjack. <laughs> yeah, right. We have a but, little, little, little present y- for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, just, I hope yeah, you have step Cross. into this yeah, chamber yeah. over here. <laughs> but uh, but he, uh, I thought you know he was obviously expecting it. I think he was expecting it last time, and he was clearly well prepared. He knew. That the uh, the attack was coming on uh, on the funding. Well, let's listen to this Pete Warren thing. Yeah, the mayor just recently had a fundraiser that was held in a wine cave full of crystals and served nine hundred dollar a bottle wine. Um, think about who comes to that. He had promised that every fundraiser he would do would be open door, but this one was closed door. We made the decision many years ago, that rich people in smoke-filled rooms would not pick the next president of the United States. Billionaires in wine caves should not pick the next president of the United States. Mr. Mayor, your response. You know, 
According to Forbes magazine, I am the, literally the only person on this stage who's not a millionaire or a billionaire. So if this is important, this is the problem with issuing purity tests you cannot yourself pass. If I pledge, if I pledge never to be in the company of a progressive Democratic donor, I couldn't be up here. Senator, your net worth is 100 times mine. Now, supposing that you went home feeling the holiday spirit, I know this isn't likely, but stay with me, and decided to go on to peteforamerica.com and give the maximum allowable by law, $2,800. Would that pollute my campaign because it came from a wealthy person? No, I would be glad to have that support. We need the support from everybody who is committed to helping us defeat Donald Trump. Yeah, and he was uh, ready for that. And that's a dumb attack because she's got so many problems having transferred $10 million of the kind of money she criticized. And, and she he, didn't, he you know, she was on CNN afterwards. You know, she's not wrong about the pernicious uh, power of money in politics. There's no question about that. But, you know, she was on CNN after, and I asked her, you know, you for six years raised money the same way. Did you feel corrupted? And she really didn't have a very good yeah. answer uh, to that. And she, you know, she, she, uh, she said, well, it made me aware. Uh, but, uh, but then she moved on and yeah, so it seemed like a kind of, now the only thing that, you know, it, it's always a danger. You know, this, you, we've been involved in multi-candidate races before Yeah. when you're plotting this stuff out, one of your concerns is if I, if I take a hard shot at this person, does it benefit someone else? So Klobuchar had her, a plan move to take advantage of uh, of what she knew was going to happen between Warren and Pete over this money thing, and she, she came in and seized the yeah. high ground. We like to bring okay. everyone in. We like to bring everyone in. We like to bring everyone in. But Senator Klobuchar had your hand up first. We'd like to call you. I did not come here to listen to this argument. I came here to make a case for progress, and I have never even been to a wine cave. I've been to the wind cave in South Dakota, which I suggest you go to. So what is making a case for progress about? That is what unites us up here instead of what divides us, which is campaign finance reform. It totally came in at the applause line. She got the applause, and as you were saying, in the multi-way, that's a nice move. And then seated the high ground back. Yeah, yeah. Well, eight minutes later, she let her internal hatred of Buttigieg out, coming up with you know her apparently number one term of dislike. You're nothing but a local official. You know, <laughs> at the Lincoln Day, you don't even get to do a speech. You're just announced. <laughs> For a minute there, you saw a flash of the Amy that's uh, a little famous on Capitol Hill. You know, if she'd been even tougher, Buttigieg might have felt like a former chief of staff. But I thought she did better in the exchange than Warren and Pete did. Let's listen to it. I made my case on immigration to what the mayor said um, about Washington. So I look at this a different way. When we were in the last debate, Mayor, uh, you uh, basically mocked uh, the hundred years of experience on the stage. And what do I see on this stage? I see Elizabeth's work starting the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau and helping 29 million people. I see the vice president's work in getting uh, $2 billion for his cancer moonshot. I see Senator Sanders' work of 
working to get the veterans bill passed across the aisle. And I see what I've done, uh, which is to negotiate three farm bills and be someone that actually had major provisions put in those bills. So while you can dismiss committee hearings, I think this experience works. And I have not denigrated your experience as a local official. I have been one. I just think you should respect our experience when you look at how you evaluate someone who can get things done. So I actually think, on balance, Klobuchar had a very strong night. She clearly felt she did. She came by the CNN booth after she was very, yeah, uh, she was very upbeat uh, uh, about it. But you know, the thing about her is she does use humor, mm-hmm. uh, and she is colloquial in her speech, except when she devolves into Senate talk, which she does like to do. She did the thing. I'll bet this in your career was a issue too. You sit down with any incumbent senator. And normally they pitch, all right, I got an idea for the first ad. It might have to be three minutes long. Here are all the goddamn things I did for you. I passed the post office paint bill. That's right. I passed the Senate Bill 137. Yeah, yeah. a hundred meaningless bills. And you tell those idiots I passed every one of them, then they have to vote for me. You know, they all have that psychological baggage they got to unload, and we got a little of that from Amy. But I agree. It was one of her best debates at exactly the time she needs it. Yeah, and she's she's, actually moving up. If you look at the polling, she's steadily moving up in Iowa. And in New Hampshire. And uh, we did ask her because she, like the other senators, are going to be held hostage right, to right. the trial whenever it comes. We'll get to impeachment in a, in a bit. And she acknowledged it was a problem and said she was just headed off for a 27-event tour of Iowa and then on to New Hampshire. So she's trying to cram as much in, and I yeah. imagine the others will as she, well. But she she, she 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 could gain from this. She could oh, move Oh, I up. think so. And she also, she had one thought bubble that Pete and maybe Biden had a little one and Warren didn't have, which is how am I going to make payroll on, you know, February 1st? Because I'm sure her cash situation is more dire than theirs. And a debate like this Jump starts that. Yeah, well, they they, they said that they said uh, I got a text from somebody in her campaign who said they had a really big night. So Pete, I thought uh, you know he acquitted himself very well for the guy who was in the barrel. Yeah, though I thought he was a little bloodless. Which well, this is, is the, the, the there are two tests for him, right? The first is the gravitas test: is he equipped to be president of the United States? And despite what Klobuchar said. He clearly seems like a guy who can handle the material. He yeah. seems like a guy who's smart enough, thoughtful enough to do the job. He, uh, so the, he passed the gravitas test. The humanity test is the other one. Yeah, we're and, waiting on that. And that is yeah. that is hard. You can't look like a kind of a, a like a a walking SAT, you know, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> well, that yeah. is his base. People with perfect SATs. That's the core. I vote. know it's hard I to like get that hard smart. to get a majority that way. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree. He is a little robotic. He's a little bit, you know, looks like he curls up at night with a good accounting textbook, and he's got to he's got to let his hair down on that stuff a little bit. Yeah. And, and I wanted to see even a little more flash of righteous anger tonight. I'll also do the cheap, uh, cheap, meaningless attack because last time I was a little tough on Amy because her, her hair got caught in the wind currents and everything, and it was distracting. This time I thought Pete, at least on my television, had a little bit of the Nixon shadow going on, which I've seen before. So Amy shellacked things down and got that under yeah. control. But Pete, I thought it was bad makeup. Well, think of it this way. Everybody's attacking him from being too young. Maybe we want to show he could grow a beard. <laughs> Could be, yeah. Could could be, could be. Uh, but I, I actually, my my sense is that he did not hurt himself tonight. Yeah, I agree. I, I think broke even, not forward, but not back. In fact, I I think they all at this point they've all gotten better. 
So they all kind of helped themselves. But I think Amy overperformed Norm, and I think Biden really did. Yeah. So. Okay, so that, that's that's that lane. And we'll see what happens, because if Amy moves up, is it at Buttigieg's expense? Is it at Biden's expense? It's It's really... Not clear, and we'll see over time. But on the other side of the equation, Elizabeth Warren, who had been, I mean, how many times did we extol her and her campaign, you know, over the course of the first uh, nine months of this? But she stumbled on Medicare for All a couple of debates ago. She hasn't really recovered from yeah. that. And, you know, I thought she had a perfectly okay performance. Her message is the same as her message yep. always is. It's very consistent. But for that exchange with uh, Buddha Judge, which I think she did not do well. Yeah, and again, dumb to do it because she has a glass jaw on that issue. So strategically, in addition to being processed, no, nobody cares about impeachment. No, nobody cares about FEC regs. I don't know. I also think the class warfare gets gets so harsh that if you want to you know, hold the suburbanites against Trump, you got to be careful with that. Yeah. And she, she's, remember we used to say about Pete, he needed a gear shift about three months ago. They got on television. They kind of did it. Yeah. She needs a bit of a gear shift. Because yeah. we've heard the, the, the big evil companies saying, we, we've kind of heard her riff. And it's starting to feel a little stale. And it's a little scarier now with the Medicare for All thing that she's trying to back off of. But it's tricky because I think Bernie could come flying well, in. Well, this is the other thing Baker, I wanted to raise. You know, you know Bernie... He is, I've said it before, he's the Billy Joel of Democratic politics. You know, you go. <laughs> Billy Joel on line two and he's pissed. <laughs> you, go, you go and you hear his greatest hits from the 70s, yeah. 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, and everybody knows the words and everybody sings along. But he delivers a very consistent rendition. It never changes. And there's an authenticity to it. Yeah. I mean, it's a grizzled authenticity. And, you know, he showed a little humor. And he has lightened up since the cardiac thing. Yeah, I'm still hoping he sends a Christmas card to the big pharma companies that made the stent. But putting that aside, I kind of like this Bernie more. I, I mean, I hate the ideology, the class warfare stuff. I was, yeah, I was reaching for the aspirin during this debate. I hate all that crap. But I, he's just he smiles, he laughs a little. It's yeah. like well, and there was that team. Klobuchar said something, and he said. Wait, I've been attacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah, wounded. Yeah, yeah. I must speak. She wounds me of her words, this woman. <laughs> wounds me. But, yeah. uh, but this is a problem for Warren because her theory of the case is that she would consolidate the left, and now she can't get Bernie in her rearview mirror. And, it, it's hard uh, to and kill I, him by not going after him, too. They have this Well, but there's thing. because I think there's a real fear that if you do go after him, then you'll drive his people away irrevocably. Huh. But at some point, somebody, you know, somebody's going to have to blink here. And it, it didn't happen tonight. But I, I just don't see how, you know, certainly Bernie, but how Elizabeth Warren becomes the nominee with him. Yeah, where he is. Where he is. And, and, he, in New Hampshire, and he's strengthening. He's, he's, he's strengthening. Yeah, he's yeah. strengthening. His numbers are all right. So there. this is problematical. So I think we have to... Let's do a kudo for Andrew Yang. Yes, that's where I was I, going. I, yeah, yeah. You know, the truth I, is... I'm in the Yang gang, man. I, 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 really, I, 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 I really appreciate the guy. I'll tell you, I, I do my little grid because, again, I'm, I'm a conservative. So this auction of class warfare just gives me a migraine. But when I score them... I like Pete because I like smart people, and I think his motives are great. But when I look at the answers, I, I like Yang's answers the best, just personally, not as a matter of craven politics. 
Uh, do I think he's going to be nominated? No, but there is a lot that's right with him, which stands up nicely against what's wrong with politics. You know, he's a very honest guy. Yeah, and, and he's uh, smart. He, he understands the big picture stuff that well, I don't first think of all, the others do. On, on economics, I appreciate that he's actually talking about these 21st century challenges, you know, and he, he's not having debates from the 1990s. You know, I know there's a debate about it from the left, but this, these issues of automation are challenging, and, and, and no one's... Uh, you know, he's the only one who's really been talking about it. But the, the, the AI stuff is totally true because the quality of your AI is not how many bright guys you got at MIT. It is how much data the computer can swim through to get smarter. And because the Chinese don't have privacy laws and more people and they're capturing everything, their swimming pool is much bigger than ours, which will give them an advantage in the technology that's going to mean a lot to how people live in the future. And he's totally on that, and I don't think the others even get it. Yeah, and he said, you know, he, he talks a lot about his fluency in technology, and he thinks that's a prerequisite. But he also has great humanity, and I'm partial to him because we both have special needs kids. He didn't talk as much about it tonight, but he talked enough about it that when he was asked, that it was meaningful. And he talked not just about, you know, others talked about making sure that people with special needs get treated fairly in the marketplace mm-hmm. and so on. And he said, it's more than that. It's 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 that their worth as human beings right. is recognized. It's no, not no, just he, about... He, he has a they, moral clarity, I think. Um, that is. Now, I will say also, unlike so-called front-runner surge candidate Joe Biden, he's had the guts to do The Axe Files, a popular podcast. Exactly, so, Joe, yeah. you're the last... I'm plugging for you. No, you're the last it. one who hasn't done it. So now that you're breaking through off this he's debate... Gone, Yang has done yeah. nothing but move up since he did yeah, that. No, it's podcast. clearly the key to A victory. lot of people think it was the key. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it'll be interesting to see. He, he's not going to be the nominee. But uh, if there were a Democratic president, it would be shocking to me if he weren't in the administration in some significant place, probably. I mean, maybe as chief technology officer, maybe as head of the NEC, maybe as commerce secretary. Yeah. But I think Andrew Yang has has created a lot of fans. You could rebuild the commerce department, the Department of Commerce and Tech or something, and rebuild it for a guy like that. And that would be in the national interest. By the way, the funny sound you hear as we shatter the rules of radio decorum, because it's late. We have I'm some freaking hotel. hungry, man. Yeah, we have some I'm hotel eating. food here. I'm eating. So it's, it's not only hacks on tap, it's... Uh, Hacks on the uh, hacks on, the on rolls, hacks on yeah. rolls and butter. Yeah, we have a hacks quite on, a spread here. Hacks on hummus. So you're going to hear all kinds of smacking yeah. and chomping here, but yeah. that's authenticity, which it is. is. Yeah, you don't what the you internet's know, all exactly. About. So uh, Steyer, who cares? I mean, he he's learned a few paragraphs now, but doesn't I saw matter. him later. He came by too, and you know, he's talking about his message about he he knows he can go toe to toe with. Trump on the economy. I told him, you know, I used to think you were a rich guy, and then this guy Mike Bloomberg mm-hmm. came along, and now you're middle class. And uh, and he he said, well, until Bloomberg accepts a wealth tax, uh, I don't think he can be the Democratic nominee. I think he's making a pretty big and probably solid bet that Bloomberg's not going to endorse the wealth tax. I, I would think not, and I say good for Bloomberg. Um, you know one of the problems with this wealth you're tax, right, by because the way, you by can't God, it, he's anyway. got fifty six billion dollars and. You know, how's he going to sneak by if he has to give 2% of it away? <laughs> you know, another thing, just as a wingnut drove me crazy about Warren, I think the the thing, you know, the... the that wealth tax is popular, by the way. I oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Since since Lenin, it's always had its appeal. <laughs> but her little and stick McCartney. about two pennies. It's yeah. not two pennies. It's 2%. 
Don't do, you know, oh, I'm going to hit billionaires for two pennies. It's just, I think the next thing of Warren on weaknesses, maybe I'm just grinding my uh, conservative yeah, axe you're, here. You're, you're probably You're, you're just pissed because of your California tax bill. Believe me. Don't <laughs> get me. They just hit me for retroactive sales tax for four years. It's unbelievable. Um, but I think the next thing coming at Warren is going to be veracity. Because some of her stuff is a little clever by half. It's a little demagogic. The phony attack on, you know, you're raising money just like I used to do until 14 months ago. The the two pennies, no, no, let's call it 2%. So if it's a $50 million fortune, you know, you're going to pull a million bucks out of it. Let's let's use real numbers here. I don't know. It it, it, it is, it's a cheat. And I think her her flip from, you know, she used to be for charter schools. There's just a lot of that wiggling around. And I think that veracity stuff could be her next weakness yeah. if she starts winning and becomes the we'll nominee. We'll see. I, the one thing I would tell you is she does have a really great organization in Iowa. Uh, you know, I, I just don't know what's going to happen here. Um, this is going to be really interesting. You know, it's going to be distorted a little by the trial and the absence of mm-hmm. some of these senators from Wisconsin, uh, from Iowa and from Good New Hampshire. Good for Joe, too, if yeah. he has a comeback. And, and Buttigieg uh, and Andrew Yang and everyone who can, <laughs> everyone who can be there. But, um, but she does have a good organization and, uh, that that's meaningful in a, in a caucus. And so, uh, I certainly wouldn't count her out of that. She does have to figure out this Bernie thing. Who's, 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 who's yeah. moving. Yeah, he, no. He, and you know, again, her left flank is she tries to escape that noose is vulnerable to Bernie and Bernie has money. If Bernie wants to hurt you, you know, which is not his inclination. I think Bernie's Bernie's campaign manager, in effect, and he has his way of doing things. But he has dollars, which means he can hang around. He's hard to kind of choke out. Oh, he's not going anywhere. Yeah. But she, you know, when she was on with us later, we asked, um, or I asked, you know, about Buttigieg's point, which is, running against Donald Trump, you can't disarm. You know, yeah, he's yeah. going to have more money. Yeah, I God. thought Pete scored with that. And her answer was, no, you do it with grassroots and so on. I'll tell you something. If Elizabeth Warren, and we've talked about this before, she'd been running bio ads in Iowa for the last three months, she'd be in a stronger position yeah. right now. Money, you know, there's no doubt about the pernicious nature of some of the money in politics, but money is useful if you use it well. Yes, it's a platform for speech. And again, her thing about people power, and I'm going to get to a million selfies, is all very cute. I mean, I like horses, but I'd rather have tanks. Uh-huh. And, you know, if you have a good me- – money's an amplifier. And if it's a good message, get the money. So I'm on Pete's side of that equation. Yeah. I think he uh, uh, he has the right thing. And, you know, her anyway, – just disingenuous. So, so what do you – we covered everybody, right? Yeah, I think we've been through all of them. Marianne so- Williamson is flying by our, our 13th floor window here. But <laughs> I think we can uh, we can let her go land that deal. Uh, uh, so, so, yeah. so what do you make of the fact – that Trump's approval rating has actually gone up a point or two since this whole impeachment thing began. Yeah, you know, I'm dubious of the whole national poll game from outlet to outlet with different methodologies. Get any pollster drunk to tell you how hard it is to do now because uh, you can't get, you know, basically. Well, maybe if they sobered yuppies, up, they'd get it right. Well, uh, uh, maybe, but it's just very hard to get a sample frame. So I, I don't really care. You know, hell, the margin of error is three or four. So the, the bouncing around. Fundamentally, Trump's got his pile of vote. The no Trump is another pile of vote. The no Trump pile of vote most of the time is a bit bigger, and it's locked in. And I think, you know, the 
the no Trump pile sees this impeachment thing as a righteous cause. And I'm with them on that. I'm glad the Democrats did. I think it was constitutional duty. And, you know, two dozen of them showed a little courage on it politically. Mm-hmm. The non-Trump thing, oh, more noise in Washington. And they're right. just tribally dug in. Mm-hmm. And they got enough air cover from their rhetoric. I do think net-net it's bad for Trump because Trump's the guy who has to grow his pot. If the two armies go at it, the non-Trump army is bigger in almost all the data and has been for a long time. So the question is, will the Dems nominate somebody or do some things that lets Trump scare the Republican and independent wealthier suburbs back his way and get in business? And can he use race and whatever other vile tactics he has to keep his super performing, you know, blue collar, non-college educated folks with him? And so did you listen to the debate? Yeah, yeah. Did you listen to the uh, summary? I listened to most of it. I didn't hear it all. Did, did you listen to the end when uh, Scalise was speaking and yeah. Kevin McCarthy and Scalise said, you know, they not they hate Donald Trump and they hate the 63 million and Americans. they hate you. Yeah. They yeah. hate you, essentially. Yeah. Which the thing that I found unbelievable about that was here's a guy who got shot tragically by some lunatic wingnut who took all of this rhetoric seriously, and you would think that he would have some sensitivity to uh, staying away from that kind of incendiary, horrific... The guardrails are gone, and that's the tragedy of this. Well, then McCarthy, you know, uh, he jumped on there and did all the same kind of inflammatory stuff. You know, they call us deplorables. They... You know, just just playing, hitting all those. No, no, it's Huey Long And then stuff. Trump came yeah. up with the next the next day. You know, don't kid yourself; they're not going after me; they're going after you. You know, that's. Um, I think that is that's a lot of their campaign. Yeah, the the problem though, and this is why I think impeachment, while not the fulcrum issue ever, is a big net minus for Trump, is that it gets in the way of him moving the needle forward, which he has to do. Now, if Trump would get on TV and say, I'm sorry, and yeah. he'd let McConnell say, he could get rid of this whole thing politically, <laughs> but he yeah. can't do that. He's yeah. Trump. And this is making him worse. You know, is so yeah, they can double down and own the Republican primary. They can own their cul-de-sac. It's never going to move. But unless the Democrats really nominate a candidate Trump can work with, which is a huge possibility, um, this thing is putting Trump in a corner and all the lies and all the bullshit, sure, the Republican Party doesn't split and doesn't sink him, but Trump's not moving the needle for Trump. He's locked in with this defense strategy. So net-net, I think Democrat intensity, if they really shut this thing down in the Senate, is going to go through the moon. And the no-Trump army is bigger, and it'll be just going bananas. Here's what I think. I think that impeachment is going to be a vague memory by November, that they're gonna, there's going to be dozens of intervening events and that it will be part of the fabric and it will hurt Trump in this way. Uh, I, I do believe at the end of the day, the cost of Trump, just the chaos, yeah, the, the you know, headache. just the noise is just, you know, and it is a, uh, it's only going to get worse as we get closer. And he's getting worse because he's not handling this well. The, the one person impeachment is really affecting is this lunatic we have in the White House. You know, what was interesting was his uh, rally in Battle Creek, uh, which is, uh, you know, a part of Michigan where he's going to be competing. As you know, you know Michigan well. You know, everybody focused on the horrific thing he said about John Dingell, you know, look, uh, looking up, but from implying that John Dingell was in hell, a guy who was well— you know, longest serving member of Congress, 
World War II veteran. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the absolute, this doesn't really play in West Michigan so much, but the absolute guardian hero of the U.S. auto industry. Yeah, yeah. And his uh, his father served in Congress before he did. Right. So. But and now that, his that, wife has the seat. It's it's been you know yeah. In, in I mean it's it's it, the the Dingle name is a big name there. But it wasn't uh, the thing that interested me the most that I don't think got enough attention was the essence of what he was saying. What he was complaining about was that he you know that he had allowed the flag to be lowered right, when John right, Dingle right. died, and he had accorded him it's the honors that one yeah. and. Basically, what he was complaining about was I did these nice things for John Dingell, and she still voted for impeachment. Yeah, because he has no filter to understand the role of a president versus the sleazy parking lot land deal or something. And so he thinks because he did you – he's know, like the Boy Scout who wants a medal for telling the truth. You know, it's an old Lamar Alexander line that I've always liked. So Trump thinks he's owed special attention for doing the basic minimum decent thing as president when a significant congressman dies. And then how dare she criticize him because he owns her now for doing what he's expected to do, yeah. which is half mass flags and all that. It yeah. just shows what a psychopath the guy is. Yeah, well, as you say, the fully transactional nature of it. It was, uh, you know, I, I, I tweeted that uh, you could almost hear him say, sure, uh, Mrs. Dingle, I'll I'll take care of that lowering of the flag thing, but I need you to do me a favor, though. Right. You know, it's the same conversation he had with the Ukrainians. He thinks everything's, everything's negotiable. Right. And everything's there's got to be something for him in everything. Yeah. There's no good deed. Everything is, all right, I did that for you. Now, here, do some corruption for me. Which is why I'm glad they impeached him, because he's guilty as hell. Yeah. But I, I will say this. Uh, I, I, do, I think that when it comes down to that handful of states, this is going to be a race, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I, I know your, your blind hatred for the guy is such that it, you have to suspend your normally incisive analytical <laughs> mind. <laughs> no, here, no, but. I can see it. I, if the Democrats decide the whole thing's about turnout in San Francisco and it's a woke off, uh, Trump can beat them. I think even, even Elizabeth Warren, you know, who I think is very risky, there's a scenario where she could beat Trump. I mean, it could go either way. I think the odds, though, and, you know, you're at 50, I'm at 35, are greater that he's defeated than reelected because he's a president people want to fire. But it's totally possible in the industrial Midwest where the Democrats are having more and more cultural problems right. connecting to voters because the center of the cultural gravity of the Democratic Party now is the coastal areas, particularly in New York and California. And so their incentives are to get the votes they don't need rather than get a little discomfort to go get the votes they do need. And if they don't break that equation, yeah, I, I'm with you. He could actually do it. Yeah, and this goes to the fundamental argument uh, within the Democratic Party about whether you win by maximizing your base or whether you need to do a combination of uh, organizing your base but also uh, building a bridge that will allow a few of his people to walk across um, and there's a really heated debate about that. I'm of, a, I'm of the mind that given the Electoral College and the nature of some of these states, like Wisconsin in particular, that uh, that bridge is important. It's yeah. also important for governing, and that's why the Biden answer was so important tonight. But we will we'll see. Yeah, it's going to – I think there's one last big well, – one, it is the nature of the news business that this impeachment thing is going to be kind of overcovered. 
I mean, it's legitimately historic. But I the, think that, yeah. The cable guys, every day is the Hindenburg. You know, it's the nature of that business. So we're going to go bananas over this TV show in the Senate. And that will not be a small thing because it's quite possible the bloody shirt argument will really go to the Democrats if Mitch, who's very smart and probably wily enough to avoid this, but totally shuts everything down and creates like a super Merrick Garland on steroids issue. Will that will that be the October talk in Mount Clemens, Michigan? Well, that no. Would, but it'll give energy more yeah. to them than the Republicans. It will, side. and for that reason, I think he, you know, he does have to be mindful of the Gardners, the Collinses, yeah. the McSallies, yeah. and the Romneys. Perhaps your old client uh, Lamar Alexander. Romney's yeah. an old client of yours too. Yep. Uh, I mean. They're not going to want this to seem like a a, a rigged deal. Yeah. And so I don't think that a rush to judgment here is going to play with them. So I'm sure McConnell is calculating all of that. And he, he wants to give them the maximum chance to win. Yeah. Uh, so I think he'd like to do a censure thing to let the steam out of the boiler. But Trump, Trump would him. never allow That's it. another Trump weakness. He yeah. won't let the smart guys I think he's really get him out of his problem. the Republicans because totally. if he had just let them say, you know, what he did was wrong, uh, but it wasn't impeachable and we're going to have an election. Uh, and th- I think that would be really, really helpful for a lot of these guys yeah, and, the and gals. Out. And they, they would like that. Oh, totally they would. You yeah. know, but he he simply won't He, he wants a, a trial where they call the Democrats traitors and Sean Hannity is the star witness. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a sandbox to Trump. And there's te- behind the scenes, there's tremendous tension. I'd like to see Hannity under oath. Oh, that would, that would, be, that would be entertaining. <laughs> but, he, you know, the truth is I – I don't know him, but I dealt with him a little bit years ago. And I remember he came up to me at a thing, and we had a nice chat. And he was perfectly nice. But I looked at him. The first internship I had was at a radio station. I thought, he's a classic radio hack. You know, he, he could be doing the weather. He could be doing, you know, and he tricked onto this thing, which through his own industry and, you know, moral flexibility, he's turned into a big, you know, financially lucrative empire for him. Well, and he's pr- just principal a radio advisor guy. to the president of the United States. He, well, I'm sure he's turned into, it's kind of a lonesome roads thing, you know, from the, the, the face in the crowd, the great movie. Yeah. Uh, which I highly recommend political nerds go see. You yes. see a whole different Andy Griffith. Andy Griffith. And yeah. a young Walter Matthau is the yeah. fiery playwright. Movie. But anyway, the point is, you know, I think Hannity was about the dollars and the dollars came beyond his wildest dreams and now he's, you know, living that life. Yeah. Um, we, but, but we digress. We do, which is often our way. <laughs> but what we, should, what, we should, what, what, we should, uh, what we should do is wish everybody a happy Hanukkah, a Merry Christmas, and a, and a happy New Year. We're probably going to take next week off. Huh? Yeah, I think we are. We yeah. got the holidays. I'm going to be in the, our, our skiing as usual. No, no, I'll be on my, <laughs> you know, famous surfboard in Hawaii. Where are you going? Don't get anywhere? harpooned. Are you, gonna, you gonna, are you tough enough to do Christmas in Chicago? In no. Parka? No. Yeah, yeah okay. Good. I'll be down in Arizona. All right. There you are. Yes. Just, you know, riding your wild horses. Exactly. And yeah, your, something like that. Your cactus life We're, down there. I think it's more riding my wild chaise lounger. <laughs> but uh, anyway... Happy holidays Happy to you, holidays my friend, to you, old friend, and look yeah. forward to seeing you on the other side. And listeners, we're seeing you next year on Hex on Tap. Should we do the plug? Oh, what the hell. Yeah, go ahead. Rate us on iTunes, damn it. We got an algorithm to crack here. You want to hear more of those stamps.com ads, you got to keep plugging us. So uh, check that out. Have a tremendous year. Is that year. the best pitch? No, not really. But <laughs> it's late. It's late. The, the, by the way, attention, Rich Carlton. 
Your mini bars are not nearly as stacked with booze as they used to be, and America's alcoholics are pissed off. And so are we. We couldn't get good beer. Well, that's one ad we're not getting. Yeah, I just blew the lucrative Rich Carlton account. All right, it's time to pull the plug on us in the middle of the night. Uh, see you later, brother. See you next year.